just when you thought things were going to get better on the COVID front, hey, it's time to be afraid all over again. Did you uh, keep some of those masks around? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. We're lost in this mask In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, we find these words. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. There's one thing for certain when it comes to the coronavirus and the worldwide response and everything we've seen over the last, what, 18, 19 months? We're heading toward two years before long. The 15 days to flatten the curve. We're at, what, 514? 515, maybe? And just when we thought we were getting out of the woods again, we started hearing these words. The Delta variant. Ooh, the Delta variant. Be scared of the Delta variant. I've got a question. Why should I be afraid of the Delta variant? Is it more deadly? No. Does it make you much sicker than the original COVID-19? Not really. Does it spread quicker? Yeah, that it does. And who is it primarily affecting? Younger people. Go figure. But we're now in this new porn of panic. That's the only way to describe it. Panic porn. To listen to the folks at CNN and MSNBC, you would think that the four horsemen of the apocalypse were going to descend upon the United States, especially conservative states, and strike people dead with the Corona Delta variant. I'm telling you, we are going to the point of insanity over this virus. I understand for many people, and look, I know people, seven people that I know have, have gone through this virus. Two had a very rough ride. One because of age and pre-existing conditions, and the other because of improper medical treatment early on. You know, you just don't send people home and say, wait till you get critical to come back. That's kind of what happened in that one particular case. They waited too long to deal with it. So I know two people that had a rough ride, but guess what? They're still with us. The other five, they talk about it as being a bad case of the flu. And now people are reporting the Delta variant. Yeah, it's not pleasant. A head cold is not pleasant. One of the most common symptoms of the new Delta variant as seen in England is a sinus headache and some coughing. But it doesn't seem to be near as deadly or virile as the original COVID-19. I mentioned this the other day on the program in case you didn't have a chance to hear it. Got a good friend, lives out west. He is a highly experienced medical doctor works with a hospital and a practice. 
And he is one of the individuals that went through COVID-19. And he and I were talking on the phone probably about two, two and a half weeks ago on some other business. He also does some ministry work, so we are connected in that fashion. And he said to me, you know, Bob, said, I wish I could have waited till now to have COVID. It would have been a lot easier on me with this Delta variant. Remember, he was seeing COVID patients last year. He also realized it took a long time to come up with some workable protocols to get better outcomes. And I said, so how is it today? He said, "Eh, we're getting patients in, but they're not near as sick as they were a year ago. said, it's a different world. Yet the panic porn merchants at CNN, MSNBC, and the Democrat National Committee want you to buckle down in fear. They want to put a face mask on everybody over the age of two, two years of age. They want to inject this concoction into the arms of little children. Yet we have zero, not one, not one long-term study to know how this vaccine is going to affect us in the future. And understanding that this vaccine is not a vaccine by any prior legal definition, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. Wouldn't you be? If you didn't know what this could do to you six months or a year or three years from now, because we'll never have that study, vaccinating everybody by the millions is the study. I guess we'll find out the hard way. You know, if you look over the history of vaccines, and I want you to understand this and pay attention, for lack of a better word, I'm going to call them novel or over-the-top, something brand new, something different in the vaccine world. They come up with an idea for a vaccine to cure some ailment. And it takes years and years of studies. And, and here's the sad news, especially when it comes to newer technology. And by the way, this messenger RNA technology, it's been around a while, but it's never been tried on humans. We're the guinea pigs, by the way if you take it. Here's what I find fascinating. We don't know the long-term effects, and nobody seems to care in the government what those effects may be. Nobody wants to talk about it at all, ever. All you get from fascist book, commonly known as Facebook or Twitter, is these vaccines are safe and effective. How do you know they're safe? Well, the manufacturer says they are. I'm not so sure. I had a friend who years ago had some heart issues and went through all the recuperation. Earlier this year, he went to see his his cardiologist and he did the full annual workup that he always does at the beginning, you know, sometime in the early part of the year. A little bit late this year because of all the delays from last year. But he got in there got in there toward the end of March, middle of March, somewhere in there to have all that done. And his cardiologist, after his full exam, treadmill, everything, said, you're doing great. He said, a matter of fact, I don't need to see you as often as I have been seeing you after five years. He said, you have done great. Keep it up. He was persuaded to take the vaccine. He died two weeks after inflamed heart he's younger than i am 
and in better health than I really think that I am too, all things considered. So I'm a little bit hesitant. I know somebody that took the vaccine is no longer with us. And I knew seven that had COVID that still are. So, I mean, that's just my world. I can't interpolate that to say that's how it's going to be for everybody and everywhere. I know a lot of people will say, well, I had a grandparent or whatever that died of COVID last year. And I'm not going to argue, are you sure it's COVID? Not the flu and some other things, because we never had any flu after March 24th of last year. It, It disappeared off the earth, as well as other diseases like cancer and heart disease. That can give you pneumonia, just like uh, COVID-19. I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again. I worked in emergency management. I did this last year. And I can remember when the changes came in protocols for filling out a death certificate. There was a new phrase called PIC, pneumonia influenza COVID. A one-size-fits-all for death. And anytime PIC is chosen pneumonia, influenza, COVID, it was recorded as a COVID death. If anybody had tested positive within so many weeks or months of their death, it too was counted as COVID, even though we have actual documented, you can find it, it's real, people that died of gunshot wounds being called COVID, people dying in car accidents and motorcycles, you know, wrecks, being classified as COVID. There was a major effort to keep those numbers up. I know, I know this variant is highly transmissible. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that that's one thing my doctor friend pointed out from all his years in medical school and experience. He pointed out something to me that I never had really thought about because I don't, we don't always deal with this like he would. He said, you know, when you look at the history of viruses, for the most part, you can pretty well count as they, as they become a variant, as they mutate and they change, they tend to do two things, become more infectious, but less lethal. In other words, More people get it, but the outcomes are vastly better than they are from the earlier start. And he said COVID-19, which really now should be COVID-21 because of the, the disease being what it is, changed and morphed. I mean, the Delta variant truly is not COVID-19. It's something different. We call it that, and people are still afraid of the COVID-19 name. So you get governors like John Bell Edwards, Democrat, Louisiana, has issued a statewide mask mandate indoors for all people age five and older. There's some hospitalization rises in Louisiana, and he claims it's going to threaten the hospital's ability to deliver care during this so-called fourth surge. And, and I'm trying to get a handle on a lot of this from the, I'm looking at the governor's own website and, and the data he gives is still a little bit uh, iffy to me in terms of what's happening. I'm looking at counties that I can have access to dashboards. Are people getting this? Yes. Are we getting positive tests? Absolutely. Yes. 
But are they dying at the rate that they were before? No, they're not. Are people being hospitalized at these huge rates? No, they're not. Not the way they would lead you to believe. 20,000 cases a day. What does a case mean? People test positive, and we're also told with the Delta variant, a lot of them, like around a third, mm, that's been tossed around as a, as a reliable number, don't even have any symptoms of any kind. And many others have very mild symptoms. And they get over it you know, fairly quickly. Heard that uh, Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina has contracted it. And he talks about having mild symptoms. We'll just kind of follow that story the next several days and see what happens. But here we are playing the masking game again. The masquerade is back. We didn't get a whole lot of reprieve from the masquerade. And I can remember Joe Biden saying, "If every, you know, take a choice, get the injection or wear a mask. And a lot of places have been relaxing it. But, you know, when you think of the choreograph of how they put this together. And once again, I talk to people that are doctors and they talk about, yep, you know, the, the, the cycle of a virus. They're playing games on the cycle of a virus. And we start talking, you know, we know when the virus is going to self-suppress, so to speak, in May, June, and July. We know that. Did it last year. Then it begins to uptick in August. So, we know it's going to do that, and so we play the masking game around it. We took the mask off, and now the numbers are going up. Well, they would have gone up with or without your mandate. And what value is wearing a face covering? Done a lot of reading on that topic because I'm curious. I'm curious about taking care of my own health. Does a mask protect me? Absolutely not. And there are people that run around wearing a face covering with the phony and false belief that has been pushed out as a narrative. People wear these things to protect themselves. Tony Fauci indicated at best they might protect somebody else. But the studies that keep coming out prove otherwise. But they don't want to talk about the legitimate studies. They don't want to talk about the 40 years of studies that say a mask does not work for a virus. They try to show you video of how a mask will avoid bacterial infections or bacterial issues by having somebody cough on a Petri dish. And you see, with or without the mask, the amount of stuff that grows overnight. There is a huge difference in the size of a bacteria versus the size of a virus. A massive difference. A huge difference. You're not even comparing apples to oranges. You're, you're comparing apples to, you know, boulders. It's a different world in the bacterial world. And so now you have Democrat governors enjoying saying we're going to have a big surge, put on your mask, social distance again. You've got the teachers union saying we need to open our schools up, but we need to do it safely. So we need to have all the little kitties vaccinated, vaccinate them. We don't know what it'll do to them in five or 10 years, but we need that junk pushed in their arms immediately to protect me and make them wear a face mask. 
We have now bordered on the insanity in this country and the world. And who's making money on it? The vaccine companies? Oh, 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 Pfizer, yeah. Billions upon billions of dollars in new profits. Billions. Money talks. Follow the money. Follow the politicians who are being influenced by the money from these pharmaceutical corporations. Then you begin to understand. You know, there are a few nations in this world that have not wanted to mess with the vaccine, and they have done fairly well themselves. So now we have Governor John Bell Edwards and his order to put on that face mask. Do you know what kind of damage these things really do to your children? Let's be honest about this. Wearing a face covering for a young child is absolutely unhealthy. Builds up bacteria, you know that, from sweat and saliva and everything else. It becomes a Petri dish on their face. How many get reused, not properly cleaned or disposed? Way too many. If you put that little device on the finger to look at the O2 level of a child wearing a face mask, it drops significantly. And the CO2 level in their bloodstream rises significantly. Kids have headaches. They can't concentrate. They don't feel well. They feel afraid. They live in fear. We are run by demonic people in this country today. I'm telling you. These demonically inspired people like Dr. Fraud Fauci, who is the father, the grand poobah, the wizard of COVID. It is his money that went to China. I don't care what he said. The proof is now there. He lied to the United States Senate. Oh, we don't fund gain-of-function research. No, we fund the EcoHealth Alliance, who then funds gain-of-function research. And where did they do that research? In Wuhan, China. These reprobates were creating these killer viruses, these viruses that would be very infectious to humans. I can't tell you with any certainty, was this an accidental release or was this an intended release? The jury's still out on that and there's still some evidence that needs to be viewed. I do find it rather troubling that in October of 2019, event 201, a worldwide pandemic from a coronavirus skips from you know, the animal kingdom to the human species. And our global response. Why do you think the death ticker was already built by John Hopkins University that everybody relied on from day one? It's because they had developed this thing for event 201. And then it's just a real coincidence that sometime in Oh, I don't know, September of 2019, when you begin to track back now, forget the Wuhan wet market nonsense. I mean, it sounds good, but it's less plausible every day that I listen to the people and the talking heads bloviate. Let's put this in perspective. Sometime in September of 2019 is when people are beginning to think that this virus either was 
released or escaped. I don't care which. We'll just leave it at that. And then there's event 201 occurring almost simultaneously with the beginning of the spread in China. Of course, China never talks about it. China begins to quietly not let people from Wuhan travel to Beijing. But the people from Wuhan are welcome to travel to Italy, the United Kingdom, the United States. You you get the picture? They knew there was something amiss even then. They knew there was something not quite right even then. And they allowed it to continue. And here we are today, when it first came to our shores, way back in January of 2020, the first little cases here and there. And then before long, 15 days to flatten the curve in March of 2020. Welcome to day 515 of 15 days to flatten the curve that will never flatten if those in power have their way. Listen, if this virus is so deadly that we have to live in fear and hide in our homes and wear a face mask anytime we're outdoors and keep our social distance and don't dare go to church or anything else anymore again, then why did Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago, the one that had cars towed away in neighborhoods in case they might be going to church, the one that talks about the deadly fear of the Rona. Why did she permit in her city, in Grant Park, a festival called Lollapalooza that had more than 385,000 people in attendance, shoulder to shoulder, face to face, for three days? Three days, Lollapalooza in Chicago. And so she decides, she decides that, you know, that's fine. We'll just have our masking and mandates kick in after the festival. Because, see, the virus won't show up again until, like, Monday night. So we got got plenty of time to be outside because the virus is only going to kick in at midnight on Monday. That's the kind of insanity that our reprobate leaders... In this country, these people that have been elected by people that just don't get it anymore. If you look at the Bible, it talks about you reap what you sow. When you have cities like Chicago or New York, and they sow the seeds of, shall we say, reprobate politicians amongst themselves, you get what you get. You reap ungodliness, you reap crime, you reap misery. That's what Chicago got in electing Lori Lightfoot or Bill de Blasio in New York or any other place where crime is on the rise and they're defunding the police. COVID is definitely something to consider and something to be cautious with, especially if you're older and have underlying health conditions. But I'm not going to listen to some of these lawless leaders any longer. I don't care what Lori Lightfoot has to say. 
I don't care what Governor John Bell Edwards in Louisiana has to say. He represents a party that believes in the killing of the unborn. So he is a reprobate. His mind is clouded. I won't trust a word that he says. And neither should you. We're going to see some judgment coming to this land in the not-too-distant future, in my opinion. This is just an opinion. It's not a prophecy, just an opinion. And it's based upon how God deals with people in times and circumstance. There's a track record. You can look it up. We're coming into a very precarious time. Before I go to the break, I want to share one little audio clip somebody sent to me, actually a little video. And this is from a nurse who works in the emergency room. And this is happening all over the United States. This is not nothing shocking new. You probably already knew this. But I want you to hear something that he has to say. And I want to just come back and kind of wind up this segment. Hey, everybody. I'm an ICU nurse, and I've been doing this for about 10 years now. I can tell you I've never been so tired and so scared. And it's not COVID that I'm so tired and so scared of. It's how fast we're handing over our freedoms to our employers and to our government. My hospital was one of the latest this past week to mandate the COVID vaccine. And I basically have two months to comply or I'll lose my job. And uh, it seems like all the other hospitals around are going the same route. So um, I could very well lose my whole career over this, the career I went to school for five years for. The only thing I've known, um, I've got two kids, a wife, and a mortgage, and uh, not sure what I'm going to do if I can't be a nurse. And I can tell you a lot of people are in the same boat. I know physicians that are willing to uh, lose their jobs over this. And I can tell you the healthcare profession can't afford to lose us. Um, we're already severely short-staffed everywhere. And um, a lot of us have been afraid to speak out over all the propaganda that's been going on this past year. But I can tell you now that those of us that were afraid of losing our jobs by speaking out are facing losing our jobs anyway, I think there's going to be a lot more people speaking out. But I'm not going to get into um, my thoughts on COVID or the vaccine right now. I just want those of you that care about freedom to know that uh, your healthcare workers are fighting a battle right now. Please pray for us. Please support us. Right now, it seems like, judging by the comments on social media, that our communities are all about forcing healthcare workers to do this thing. So, um, please, if you care about freedom, then get on, get on these social media posts and call your uh, legislators and your hospitals and your news stations and tell them that you don't support this, that uh, you think your healthcare workers deserve the same rights as everybody else to make your make their own healthcare choices. But thank you for hearing me out. I know this was a long-winded um, post. Appreciate your prayers and your support. Thanks. Now, what you just heard there is very much like a number of people that I've talked to in healthcare, and others have posted very similar to things. There's a significant number of people that are, well, they're cautious about this new mRNA technology, this vaccine that's not really a vaccine by any traditional definition. And they're concerned about the speed and and the lack of testing and the lack of not knowing the long-term ramifications. And, and you can't trust the 
the vaccine adverse reaction site. They seem, according to too many people, to miss a whole lot. Anywhere from 90% to 99% is on average what people claim that know a lot more than I do that have been in this field for decades. This voluntary system, some doctors try to put things on there and the system refuses to take it. So we don't really know what the adverse reactions are. And I'm not going to begin to speculate, but I would safely be able to, an educated guess, there's been a lot more adverse reactions than they would like to admit. And so all these governors, Facebook, all these news outlets, everybody, get your shot, get your shot, get your two shots. Hey, come the fall, get your third and fourth booster shot. Finding out the effectiveness of these vaccines, you remember back in December, 95, 98% effective. Effective to do what? Well, for your body to create spike proteins that you'll make antibodies for. And why do I need to make spike proteins for my body to react to, especially when that spike protein may morph and may not be the same thing in a variant? And how long does my body keep producing this? Well, we don't know. Apparently, it's not as long as they thought. But how is it impacting the immune system? And there are some doctors with some very legitimate concerns. I don't feel feel the necessity of being an unpaid guinea pig for something new. I don't think it's correct for my government to say, You can't use these other treatments or therapies that work because we want to deny you that so we can keep our emergency use authorization in place to make everybody get this stuff. I don't get why it is so important that everybody take this stupid vaccine. I really don't get it because we know it doesn't stop the transmission and we know it doesn't stop people from getting it. That's a fact. We're being told something for some reason, and nobody wants to fess up. I didn't plan on doing a rant and rave like this at the beginning, but I ran into these stories, and I just could not help myself in terms of asking questions why. And if you ask questions on social media, they shut you down. Twitter does not want you to ask questions. Facebook does not want you to question Dr. Fauci. They don't want you questioning anything. Just be obedient, little plebs, and obey and take your vaccine. And I'm still dumbfounded that nobody can give a legitimate good reason. They say it'll help us get back to normal, but no one says how. If people are still getting it and spreading it with the vaccine, how does this get us back to normal? And why should we all be pushed into doing something of this nature? That's what concerns me. I'll give you my reasons on the other side of the break. And I think you're going to find them. Uh, I think you'll, you may agree with me. I hope you stick around. If you believe in the work we're doing, which you consider helping us financially to pay for the airtime, I've got to make decisions over the next several days about the station in Delta, Utah, We're beginning to hear from some people, but there is an expense there. We're on KVOH, and we're beginning to get some good response from KVOH. And I'm thankful uh, 
took a while, but it's doing its job right now. The folks who listen to WRMI, I want to thank you. And I'm praying that as we get into what's called the B21 season, you know, in September, October, there'll be some more frequencies, outlets, and times. We're working on that now. Uh, Some things we wanted to get started were delayed because we just can't get the material. Shortages. That's been a bit of a problem. We're working on it. And also, our satellite channel on uh, Galaxy 19 made some major changes on it last night, if you have never checked it out. If you go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com, and and I need to really get someone to help me with this website so it's more self-explanatory. There is a button there for the radio. It's kind of a blue button. And I hope that she'll take a look. When you're on the homepage at truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com, you'll see a, a little tab for the current episode that it automatically loads around noon or one, one maybe one thirty when the program gets up there. And there's also a button that says Truth to Ponder Radio. It says, listen now, click here. Got a little pair of headphones and it says, listen now, click here. A little player will open up and you can now hear more traditional music. I worked a lot over this past uh, 10 days. We traveled up to visit family. And when my wife was doing some other things with family and I had time to myself, I went through a lot of the music and made some dramatic changes. And I'll be still working on it for the next week or two. Some wonderful music you can listen to either online, it's free, or if you have the satellite, Galaxy 19, you get to hear the program Truth to Ponder several times per day. And I hope that you'll avail yourself of that opportunity. And so if you believe in the ministry and the work we're doing, would you consider a financial gift? Our mailing address and the checks are made out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, Georgia. That's two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code 30537. That's zip code again, 30537. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Holy Feet Washing Movement. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. It's one of the most moving scenes in the gospel. The woman approaching Messiah, weeping at his feet, washing them with her tears, drying them with her hair. Now imagine if she went out and founded a movement, the Holy Feet Washing Movement, along with the Holy Feet Washing Doctrine, the Holy Feet Washing Seminar. In order to join this movement, you had to start crying, wash people's feet with your tears, dry them with your hair. What then? Well, then you'd have something comparable to many religions and many Christian walks. Then you have something in which people end up just going through the motions of faith without the heart, without the encounter. And for most believers, well, that's what their walks are. When they first came to the Lord, they had a real encounter. He touched their hearts. They were overwhelmed. They didn't know what they were doing, but what they did came right from their hearts and they changed. But after a while, they grew comfortable. They went to church regularly and said the right words, but the heart was gone. The encounter was gone. Could that be you, my friend? Have you been kind of running on empty, going through the motions, saying the right words, but the encounter is gone? 
Come back, my friend, to your first love. You need yet to encounter the Lord. You need yet to be cleansed. You need yet to be healed. You need yet to be changed. You need yet to be set free. Pour out your heart before the presence of the Lord. Weep real tears from your heart at his feet and let him touch you for real. Put away your religion and come back to the feet of the living God. Want more? Ask for falling for anything. Now, how often do you get something offered to you? Priceless, wonderful, life-changing, and free. Well, here goes right now. Sapphires. It's as precious as it sounds. Guaranteed to help give you life and walk of joy and victory. An incredible mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's priceless and it's free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus is real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, whatever. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Hechatan, the Bridegroom. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad so many of you listen as a podcast and even on radio. Love to hear from you if you'd be so kind as to let me know via email. If you'd like to let me know that you are listening and how, this is important. What station, what time, if you're not sure, Uh, what station, maybe what frequency if it's on radio. And you can let me know by sending me a direct email. And that is bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Like to find out where you're listening. I've been amazed in recent weeks how it's growing as a podcast. And when I started this venture, when I started actually doing what was called your weekend show like seven years ago, six years ago, something like that, it was just a weekend show for shortwave. And yeah, it was kind of available as a podcast. And it never really, never had a big audience, but we put it out there for those that enjoyed it. Well, since we started this program, in the last few months in particular, the number of people listening as a podcast has dramatically increased, and for that I'm thankful. Somebody said that they were able to just type in Truth to Ponder podcast, and they found it all over the place. Now, I upload to two different sites every day. One is called PodPoint, which is a Christian podcast uh, repository, and they push it out to iTunes and other locations for me. I pay for that service. It's not It's not that bad. And then I also use another one that also pushes it out to other places as well. It even gets to Spreaker and 
So I think it's on like 15 or 16 different platforms right now. My concern in the future, as for many of us that are believers or some from time to time challenge the narrative. Yeah, there's a narrative out there. Places may decide they don't want my program anymore. And I may find myself deplatformed from a Spreaker or deplatformed from an iTunes or, or Google podcast or whatever the other ones are. I don't load to those places. They are taking it from other sources so they can distribute it and, and oftentimes, like iHeartRadio, add their commercial in front. So they're getting my podcast essentially for free to add a commercial to deliver it to you. If you go to PodPoint, you don't get the commercial, just so you know. It just starts with the program. And I'm figuring that as some of the tech tyrants begin to clamp down even more than they have before, well, you're going to see a little bit more of this this happening. So I'm trying to use PodPoint as my primary location and pray that people find it elsewhere and come back to podcast. And also, if you need information about shortwave radio, you can find that. Uh, we'll have that very soon added to our our webpage. I'm going to be doing a page about shortwave at the truth, the number two ponder.com webpage, because I think we're coming into some very unusual times. And if you don't believe me, look what all that happened in 18, 19 months. I was sharing with an, with another friend the other day, and I'm going to be writing an email after I finish this program to a couple of people. Some of the things that I just am praying about and I feel very strongly about. Can you believe how fast things changed? How fast things changed? I mean, really. Things changed super fast in a matter of months. In December of 2019, long before the word virus or pandemic or corona or coronavirus, before anybody even was really talking about that, I can remember the week between Christmas and New Year, 2019. My wife and I were by ourselves here at our our little place up in Georgia. We'd come up to spend a little time in the mountains. And our conversation then had nothing to do with a daily radio program, had nothing to do with starting a, a satellite radio channel, had nothing to do with any of that. It was in my capacity in ministry that I was hoping to sow the seeds to plant a church or two or maybe even three. And I didn't know how it would all pan out. But I was hoping that as we got toward the spring, like, you know, April, May, to begin to do some things in Georgia or North Carolina or Tennessee. And one of my good ministry friends was actually moving to Tennessee. He was going to, quote, retire, but not retire. And he and his wife were going to head up there to Tennessee and uh, leave where they were at and enjoy their time together, and he was going to help plan a mission. Already had that in the works. I had my sights set on a couple of communities right near our Georgia home area, and also 
I had my sights set on resurrecting or really growing a struggling mission in Florida come, you know, come the fall winter. I was looking forward to that, making plans for those kind of things. <laughs> well, you know what happened. You know, the next thing, the churches are being shut down. Uh, everything's being shut down except the essential services. I've got one of our listeners. I've, there's actually several that have shared with me what it's like to be considered non-essential. And for weeks and months on end, watching your business crumble, your savings gone, and wondering how you're going to make ends meet. All the time, the same government officials telling you, you must do without. Well, guess what? They're not doing without. People in government got to stay home, pretend they're in meetings on Zoom, or write a few emails. I know a lot of people... Remember, I was working in government. I came out of retirement last year to help with the COVID response because I have an emergency management background. It's part of what I've done in my life. I was a broadcaster turned basically public information officer when I was in my 50s. I thought I'd finish out my secular career doing that, but even that got old. And God just wanted me back in ministry, but that's another story for another day. You know, had I not done that, Had I not done that work for those years in emergency management, I may not be as skeptical about some of the stuff that I'm seeing. Remember, I was on the inside, so I have a different viewpoint. And I can remember coming out of retirement last year, and I'm realizing all these people in economic development and parks and recreation, there's like nobody going to the parks. There's nobody going to the recreation building. There's nobody talking about economic development because everything is shut down. Yet those people got to, you know, get on Zoom meetings in their PJs and keep their paycheck and benefits and retirement benefits, you know, building up. While they're telling you to stay home. You can't go to work. You're not essential. We in government, of course, we're always essential. Government is always essential. But your business... Not so much. Your church, hey, some ridiculous rules in some states. Only 10 people allowed in your building, maximum. Even if you can see the 1,000, whether you could see 20 or 1,000, didn't matter. Just 10 people. The stupidity of government never ceases to amaze me. The arrogance of some governments never ceases to amaze me. And I, I left it in disgust. I had enough. I couldn't do it anymore not in good faith. And then as I watched the pandemic progress and into the spring, into the summer, knowing what they were going to do in the fall, I launched this program, Truth to Ponder. And I don't want to make it the virus show because there's so many things we really need to talk about. I did it today to kind of finish out for a while. I need to move to different topics. I really do. I need to help you Understand your calling in your life if you're in Christ. Because I see now, and I'm not being a prophet, this is just right before your very eyes. I see it coming again, where church is just beginning to open up, are going to be told to restrict again. It's going to happen this fall. What Blue State is not going to grab onto this for more power and control 
over your life. This is my biggest fear. We're going to be doing it all over again. Deja vu. Remember uh, Yogi Berra said, you know, it's deja vu all over again. And here we are. We had a nice little respite this summer. And now prepare for, you know, stock up on your face diapers. You're going to need them come the fall. If you live in a blue state in particular, be prepared that your child may not end up in school every day, maybe back to remote learning, or if they're allowed in school, some schools in some states will demand your seven-year-old kid to get this experiment. Why do we want to vaccinate these kids against a virus that doesn't kill these kids? Well, Bob, some have died. Yeah, there have been some youngsters that died of this. They had leukemia and other serious ailments. More kids die every year from the common flu than ever died of COVID. Yet we want to put this concoction in their arms. Oh, the premise will be, well, that'll keep them from spreading the disease to their teacher. I want to know what the long-term ramifications are to a youngster's immune system before that concoction is jammed in their arm. And then booster shot three and four and eight and ten. There's some people that make the claim, and I'm beginning to think they're right. Governments worldwide, pharmaceutical companies worldwide, the multi-billionaires of the month club, will never let COVID go away. It'll be a perpetual thing. I, I Some people have said to me, Bob, do you think that we're going to have to do these vaccines every six months? And I'm thinking, yep. We're already being set up for that. Well, you know, we, we thought they were 95% effective, but those that got theirs in December, there's only 20% effective now. They need a booster shot that also can deal with the variant. Well, how do they know what the variant's going to be? How many more variants will come out, if any? And why do we keep doing things that just destroy the economy, destroy people's emotional state, destroy families, destroy the lives and the minds of young people, all to keep them safe? Safe from what? I don't trust the numbers that we're being told. I I figured that out a long time ago. Manipulation. As they say, statistics don't lie, but you can certainly lie with statistics. And it happens to us every day. So what are Christians going to do moving forward? How are we going to stay connected when they tell you you can't go back to your church? Where can we go? I pray about these things a lot, about the direction. I'm not asking God to give me some prophetic word. I'm not asking for that. I'm just saying, Lord, give me the wisdom to discern what I'm seeing so I can share that with those that listen to this radio program. We're going to need more radio programs like this. It can't just be me. We'll need more voices out there. The biggest problem with being the biggest voice, you become the biggest target. If I was a monstrous-sized program on on premier radio networks and on the big radio stations in a Jacksonville, New York, uh, you know, Los Angeles, 
I'd be a target, a never-ending target. But you know, when you have several hundred smaller voices in their little corner of the Internet, on short wave, maybe some local little radio stations in small-town America, then you're not in the uh, you're not in the crosshairs of those that seek to destroy you, what you believe, and this nation with it. Like I said before the break, if we are to fear this coronavirus because it's so deadly and so mean and so ugly that we have to mask up and all this, then why did Mayor Lightfoot allow Lollapalooza? with 386,000 people at Grant Park in Chicago. Would that not be a super spreader event by their definition? But they'll put the controls in after that's over. Yeah, after that's over. How phony and how, how transparent is the lie that they're telling you? Oh, the virus will come out at midnight Monday after Lollapalooza. These same people that want you to wear a face mask are caught all the time not wearing theirs. But they want to come after you. In some nations, they want to literally lock you down or put you in prison if you don't play along with the shutdown game. And the numbers don't back up the hyperbole and the rhetoric, and what I call the fear porn. I can remember watching one of those intellectually, morally, and spiritually bankrupt talking heads on CNN talking about the deadly Delta variant. We must vaccinate everybody to stop the deadly Delta variant. We find out it's contagious, but it's certainly nowhere near as deadly. And I have some questions. Why is the CDC saying that at the end of the year, the current PCR test can no longer be used? If it's a bad test, why are we still using it today? Would somebody answer that question? Nobody wants to. They they want to stop using it. But they won't give a clear answer why and why we will continue to use it. I see companies positioning themselves. You know... The online retailers, like the Amazons and Jeff Bezos, and the Walmarts and the big box stores made out like bandits during this pandemic. It's the small mom-and-pop business that was decimated, destroyed. The chain restaurants, they had cash flow and the ability to borrow the money they needed, had lawyers that could get them some stimulus money as well to keep their drive-ins open. But if you own a small restaurant in small-town America, many of those are gone for good. There were a couple in the areas that we live in in Florida and up here in Georgia that are gone. They're never coming back. They went bankrupt, and they've they've lost their spirit to do anything. They're afraid to reopen because they're afraid the rug will be pulled out again. And we keep voting in reprobates to lead us course in some cases i think they cheated to get there my instincts say that biden did not win georgia legitimately or pennsylvania arizona notice the 
The closer they get to the truth, the harder they fight to suppress it. Time will tell. How it'll play out, I don't know. Our nation's in for a rough ride. Those that are saying, wait till 2022, when we take back the House of Representatives and we'll fix it all, don't count on it. Don't believe it. I've been hearing how much of our nation needs to be fixed for over, oh, I started voting in 1972. So next year will be the 50th anniversary of my voting. 50 years. I've been waiting for this nation to be thoroughly fixed. To be thoroughly in good stead. With low crime, happiness and peace for everybody. Those days are over. It's going to be nothing but turbulent times, an up and down roller coaster from here on out. We as believers need to be preparing our places of sanctuary, our ways to stay connected. And some may say, well, Bob, this, you know, if it's a great tribulation, hey, we're out of here. Don't even count on that. And once again, it may not even be the great tribulation. These could be just the birthing pains to get us used to a new status quo. People may lose their job because they don't take the jab. Some businesses may require you to have your COVID vaccine passport to come to the movie theaters or their venues or their restaurants. And many private employers may make the same decision. Is it for your safety? No, I don't think it is. They are, they're misled to believe it is. The numbers just don't add up to all the fear that we're seeing today. I'll pick up on this theme tomorrow. I want to thank the many people that support this ministry. I've got a lot of letters I got to respond to. Check out the website. Look for the Listen Now, Click Here button on the website. Check out Truth to Ponder Radio. A lot of work to be done in the near future on that. And if you believe in our ministry and want to help support it, I don't make an income out of this. Trust me, I'm not paid. But you can help us out by mailing your check to Ancient Word Radio. That is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. And the zip code is 30537. That's 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. And until tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.